Hey there, premium malt bebidas. <laughs> it's your Dr. Boris, jumping in on my own show. For those of you that follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, sat Happy Horror Coffee Break or at Real Happy Horror, you may already know. For those of you who don't, there's a contest going on. <laughs> Draw boys! For those of you with an artsy-fartsy itch, you can draw me! Or happy robot Iris. Draw me like one of your French girls. A guy! A Garfunkel! I'm a willing and ready muse at your disposal. You can even draw the bear! Crappy! <laughs> Wherever he is, haven't seen him in a while. Hope he's not dead! Deed. Oh, but step back just a little bit. Draw! I don't care if it's good or bad, I just want to see it. You can send it to me. Happy Horror Coffee Break at gmail.com or slide into my DMs. Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Make sure you do it before July 1st. That's the deadline for this little shindig. Oh, what do you get in return? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Our panel of top-tier judges. <laughs> We'll pick their favorites, which will then feature on a Happy Horror Cuff Brick official t-shirt. And we'll send a free shirt with their design to that artist. Oh, there will be prizes for the runners-up. So no crybabies. <laughs> so go grab a pad and pen. Get yourself a cup of java. And enjoy your Happy Horror Coffee Break old-time horror radio show. <laughs> Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Lee from the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. And you're listening to the 4th Hand Media Podcast Network. The following is a very important message. If you're hearing this recording, it means that the first take was terrible and the one following was even worse. Hey, canned meat brain, don't you think it's about time you unpack your crap? Oh, Iris, I do believe you're right. Several months into the new studio, <laughs> you'd think we'd have our stuff together and put away by now. Having your stuff together, that's asking a lot from you. Laugh out loud. Well, we've got nothing else going on. Let's get started. Ugh, this box is a little heavier than I thought it would be. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, existence is pain. How about you? That's amazing. How are you still alive? Oh, Iris, you know better than that. Being a demonically possessed entity yourself. <laughs> you can't die. You're trapped forever. Hey, buddy, would you mind putting me up on that shelf? Or ending me. Either works. I do it myself, but I'm just a teddy bear. Oh, we'll just put you up on the happy shelf of wonders. <laughs> Oh, the show is really coming together. Iver. Boris Orlock. Iver. Eries, bitches. Iver. Dodge Mahoney. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. You'll be scared stiff too, 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 too.
Sometimes moving from place to place is inevitable. Most of us would like to be situated in one location, but circumstances don't always allow us to do that. And trying to sleep in a new place doesn't always go according to plan. But trying to sleep in a new place is even harder when you come in contact with the screaming man. Baby! Reddit. This story is true, and it happened to me on April 2017 in Caracas. My then-girlfriend, now wife, and I had been staying at my mother-in-law's apartment for a few weeks because my mother's apartment where we lived was being remodeled at the time. For some context, the apartment where we were staying is located in the fourth floor of a relatively small tin-floor building, which was positioned right in front of the city's main highway. I say small because there are very tall buildings in my city which were as tall as 40 or 50 floors, and the people that lived there in these buildings suffered greatly when the elevators did not work. Imagine going up and down the stairs for 50 or 60 floors. That's a lot of exercise for one day. So there were a lot of things I had to get used to in that place. Chief among them was hearing the sounds of cars, trucks, bikes, flat tires, damaged exhaust pipes, and occasional gunshots that came from the poor neighborhoods that were close to my girlfriend's home, which could be heard during the day and night. In contrast, my mother's neighborhood was usually very quiet, especially at night, so I had to change my sleeping habits a little bit, so I usually went to bed quite late at night, usually at midnight or 1 a.m. This apartment was smaller than my apartment, and it was located in a different side of the city. But I didn't care about those things as long as I could get good night's sleep next to my wife since I suffered from insomnia at times. The first time I came to my wife's apartment, I noticed there was a small hill with a huge tree, some medium, small-sized plants, bushes, and patches of grass right next to the highway, and it seemed a little creepy to me at night. On that hill, I noticed there was a small makeshift aluminum shack. I thought that was a little funny, and I thought to myself, Self, that's weird. Maybe some hobo or homeless person lives there, eh? If he does, he must be crazy to be living there. On the first two nights I stayed there, even though I could hear the loud sounds of the highway, it took me a while to fall asleep. But fortunately, everything was okay, and I was able to get a good night's sleep on those two days. But the third night, as much as I wanted it to be exactly the same, it was quite different from the first. I remember it was late at night, I think it was midnight or even later, and I was almost sound asleep. 
I was listening to some horror stories on my cell phone to fall asleep, just like I always did, however crazy that sounds. Suddenly, Susan. I was startled by the ear-piercing screams of some man or woman hurling a long string of F-bombs and other curses at somebody or, or something else. This woke me up right away and scared the hell out of me. At the same time, I thought to myself, Self, what or who the hell was that? And I shook my wife's shoulder and told her, Hey honey, did you hear that? And she was still asleep but responded, Hear what? It was nothing. Go back to bed, honey. However, I heard the curses again, so I decided to investigate what the heck was going on. I got up from bed, rubbed my eyes, put on my slippers and walked slowly and quietly out of our bedroom towards the balcony where I could clearly see the highway and the small hill next to it. Now I could still hear the curses more clearly and it sounded like the voice of some deranged man. Baby! And I thought to myself, Self, maybe I was right and there is indeed a homeless person living in that middle of hut, eh? I was now standing shirtless in my boxers and slippers on the dark balcony looking at the hill where I saw that metal hut the first day I slept in my wife's apartment. Weirdly enough, I was able to see a small campfire and a barefoot man coming out of the shack. He had long disheveled hair and a long bushy beard. He was shirtless and wearing torn pants that were almost destroyed. He came out of the small shack. He was smoking cigarettes so God only knows what drug he was taking. He was standing on that hill in the dark, screaming his lungs out and cursing a lot for some reason while he was looking towards the highway. I thought that this man must be crazy, getting higher drunk enough to be yelling at passing cars or the people or dogs that were all the way on the other side of the highway. And this made me feel terrified and I asked myself, Self, what in holy hell is that guy saying it? Isn't he cold? Because of this racket, there were some neighborhood dogs barking in this man's direction. I thought it was really strange for someone to scream so much, especially at this late at night. Unfortunately for me, my mother-in-law was a night owl and usually slept in the living room. So she turned on the kitchen's light out of the blue to get some water and went back to sleep, which reflected a little bit towards the balcony. I turned my head around and was a little blinded by the light. But at the same time, I was scared that this man would see me staring at him. In that moment, I hid crouched behind the window so the man couldn't see me. But I was horrified when I saw this man walk to the fire and angrily put out the fire with his bare feet. He turned his head around from the highway to look at the other wall of the building, and all the while was still cursing out loud. I thought to myself, Self, well maybe he's having a bad trip or something. Suddenly, this crazy guy looked up at the building wall, and he walked until he was right in front of it and yelled. And then he started to bash his head into the wall until his head was bleeding, and then he kept yelling. The sound it made was terrifying. When he was done, he touched his head with his right hand and cleaned the blood with his chest. And now he looked even crazier than ever. Out of the blue, the guy looked up and noticed I was staring at him, so he yelled at me. Therefore, I was scared to death. So I threw myself under the balcony ceramic floor, and I winced at how cold it was, and I hid there for a while. I thought to myself, self, out of sight, out of mind, right? The crazy guy kept screaming his curses at me, so I decided that was enough for me and quietly crouched back to bed. I felt horrified about what I saw and I couldn't sleep anything at night, since all I could hear was my mother-in-law's snores and the guy's screams until 2 a.m. The next day I felt extremely tired because I was not able to rest the night before. So I told my wife about what happened and she told me, At some point you get used to the crazy guy and his screaming. But she didn't believe that the guy bashed his brains into the wall and almost killed himself. So it dawned on me, what if I can hear the guy's screams tonight again? Should I call the cops? Long story short, I decided not to do it. 
because my country's police are basically useless. So I still don't know what to do about this crazy screaming man. His awful screams still give me nightmares. But I know I will look out the balcony at night again. You're driving me crazy. What did I do to you? Please welcome to the show. Producer, promoter, and all-around groovy chick, Magnet Meta Goodwin. Meta! You're breaking up a little bit. Wait a minute. How about this? How about now? <laughs> oh, I'm fine with the character. One, two, one, two. How about now? Yes. Can you hear us now? Um, it doesn't matter. I can, I guess. So, Meta, tell me something. It's nothing. What in the goddamn? Now, now, do you have profanity on your show, or is it, uh... It's, uh... Because I can, I can, uh... Well, we can work with that. What is your profanity experience? There was a girl in college that had Tourette's. Oh, I do apologize, but we are only accepting personal experiences. Sure, sure. It's all good, it's all good. So, uh... I'm not sure exactly, but I have a friend online that is from Caracas, or Caracas. Is this story going to have anything to do with your own personal profanity experiences? We'll see. Well, I'm afraid we don't have time to see, Meta. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. I do have a show to continue. Uh, continuing with the radio show. Right. So, uh, I, uh, uh oh, uh, I had a question, uh, what are you uh, doing next week? Like you, come up with crazy ideas. Next week is going to be a lot more work, but uh, gives me something to do. Oh, well, uh, what is it that you do do? Getting. But really, what's your job? Retired. <laughs> oh, he's good. Are you looking for another show to host? What I've done recently since, well, I guess now for two weeks and going through May for sure, is I've been booking, you know, scheduling bands to go live on our Facebook page, which has 32,000 likes, uh, nightly at 6 p.m. Oh, well, I'm sure you're aware that we have a band on our show every other week. Tell me, what's your personal review on our musical segment? People seem to be enjoying it. That's what you got? That's your review? Uh... Oh, come on. You can give me something. What about a review on tonight's band? Okay. All right. Later in the show, we'll be having Dead at Midnight play. I'm sure you've heard of them. I'll have to check them out. What? Never heard of them? Oh, well, you're in for a treat, my friend. Okay, is this the band doing it from a recording, or is it them performing live? Are you suggesting that I can't get a live band for my show? A point of... Oh, cat bite. Stop the presses. Oh, crap! Aries, the venomous cat lady's back! Damn it. Oh, and it looks like she bit him multiple times. Eh, I guess both of them... Uh... Uh... Oh, no! The venom delirium is setting in! Mina, stay with us. What band is it? There was a band, Crazy Bald Head is over in the, Europe, and when it's all over, 
those who are just sitting on their bums are not going to have, you know, they're going to have so much more. Hey, you're listening to KCBP. Mira, how many fingers am I holding up? Does not have to be high fidelity. Mira, fingers, count them. One, two, one, two. Oh, Iris, go ignite the incinerator again. Poopy. Just uh, read, read this card here. Huh? Uh-huh. These are the required points to express in your ad. Feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience. If you, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast. How oh, about that? <laughs> With a no minimum li- listenership. <laughs> it's uh, everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And a m- mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There, read your stupid card. Can I... Can I pull my pants up now? <laughs> hey, you guys. <gasps> A very Brady podcast. Join host Tech Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time. He was so creepy, though. That guy was like, he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night. (laughs) A look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. So her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathroom. A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. 
Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, that blue dress doesn't do justice? No, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out! Poor You're me, a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show. Hello! This is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So come on over, subscribe, watch my playlist of informational videos or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to youtube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y-H-A-V-E-N on YouTube. Aries, who we got in the booth now? It's Z from the band Dead at Midnight, Shitstain. Z? <laughs> well, that's a letter if I ever heard one. <laughs> All right. Well, Z, how you doing? Good, man. <laughs> Waking up, still waiting for that coffee. <laughs> Aries, where's the coffee? The machine is still busted. Dick Lips put in a complaint to the maintenance. Well, who is the maintenance? It's funky. He keeps dropping all the coffee pots. My grip is not as strong as it used to be, Doctor. Ugh. How about yourself? I'm good. I just wish I had a crew to help me run the show better. Jerk. Right. Where Where are you uh, located from? We're out here in the land that shall not be named. <laughs> what is so funny? Uh... Probably the way your jowls wobble every time you talk. Aries, you are one step closer to seeing the underside of my boot yet again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me, Z, did you have any trouble finding us? Did you enjoy our new facility? No, I like the whole, uh, the, the lobby part. And, uh... Fascinating. Or is it... So, um, Z, uh, got any new stuff going on, or... What are you, what are you doing? What are you... Okay, in one second. I'm sorry, what was it again? Uh, never mind. Moving on. 
So you came here to play some music and to read a scoopy story. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Let's light this motherfucker now. Well, we can't just jump right into it. We have to do our interview. It's part of the process. Have you ever heard an episode of this show? I... I've seen a few episodes, yeah. So you're well aware that I keep you for about two to four minutes inside of the studio booth until we actually get to the story part, then, right? So since I can't get out there, uh, we're kind of stuck. It was... Well, that all depends on your perspective. I feel like it's a very gratifying experience to be in here with you. I feel like this interview is even better than the rest of the interviews I've done. Horrible. That was a train wreck. Train wreck? <laughs> So you're not having fun? Hopefully, if this blows over, we'll, we'll hit the road. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. We even have our own robot to sit in with us on the interview. You know, that's also what's kind of nerve-breaking. Eh, that's just Iris' personality. Don't let her bother you. Every horror comedy show has to have its own sort of shtick. Ours is a demonically possessed robot that I have obtained under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Tell me, do you enjoy the horror comedy genre? It's not a genre, it's like a subgenre, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it's two put together. It's really more of its own thing. As long as it gets a laugh, who cares? It's just, it's, you could tell it's so badly made and it's just scary, it's just hilarious. It's just... You know what? Let's just move on to the story. How about that? Now it's like I got no choice. <laughs> no, no, you don't. The cross was pretty much all that was left. It survived the fire. The chapel was not spiritual. It was a time where the church was focused on control and political power. They had incredible influence. A few members of the clergy died in the fire, but what truly died beforehand was the grace of Christ and God. Well, you did a quite remarkable craft restoring this religious architecture. Yes, I suppose we did. If you know what is good, you'll leave as soon as you can. You will not return. There are things off with... <clears throat> I say, have a good day. <laughs> Carry on. Leave. Don't come back. What is this? The altar. Michael, I get it. But we need something solid. Something haunting. Look up the history of the place. Go back and give me a story. Go get me Spider-Man! What? Give me a story. What about the ghost? What ghost? No ghost stories. Tragedy, maybe. But nothing tabloid. No. Aliens either, Mike. What? Go on, Michael. Get. I told you to leave. You don't listen. 17 years ago, what really happened here? Why? Because I took a picture of the altar and since I've been plagued by the ghost. You're quick to assume things. Come inside. They practiced unholy things. My grandfather was convinced he could project his soul into the living world. Those books you found, those were his. Where did you get them? They, they fell off a shelf in the library. They haunt you. He practiced spells right there on the altar. He projected his soul, but it appeared in its human form. He could interact with the surroundings in this form, but he was immortal. He could do anything he could. He, he couldn't drink, sleep, or eat in this form. He couldn't bleed or do anything. He couldn't urinate. But what he could do was prepare women for himself in his human form. 
My father was born at the height of my grandfather's practice. Eventually, he decided to take on this form permanently by dying on the altar. He would privilege the remaining clergy with this gift as well, and he locked them all inside. He set fire to the church, and in retaliation, they eviscerated him. Right on the altar. He did die on the altar. And my father told me that it was that moment where he whispered his spells. They tossed him right into the fire. And that cursed his soul to this place. When it burned down, there, there was no place for him to materialize. Until they rebuilt the church. My father fought against it for years. But he recently passed away and they chose to rebuild it anyway. You aren't the only one haunted. Several of my staff Sorry. wound up dead. Deed. They all died under the strangest circumstances. What do we do? We burned the books, your photos, and we set the whole place alight. Come on, Boogie, let's burn this motherfucker down! <laughs> what? It's the only way. You know it and I know it. We go to the halls and lock the doors. There's one exit in the catacombs. I leave that to you. Let's go. The door at the end leads into the sewers and the spillway. Lock it, and then return here. We'll wait until nightfall for everyone to leave before I lock the entrances. Go! In the purge, I am free. It's already twilight. Where were you? Let's get this done. Here, you do the honors. What are you doing? Ensuring that the hunt doesn't follow you out. The fire didn't purge. It didn't lock him in. It released him. They cursed him. They cursed him. We didn't. They found me in the wreckage, paralyzed, screaming, warning them about the ghosts. It was from there that I found myself here, in this facility. I only heard recently that that clergyman Maddox, in most unusual circumstances, cupped out his eyes and disemboweled himself. I write this to warn anyone that he is free. He is free, and he is vengeful. His visage still haunts me. I know that one day he will come for me. My door room opens. One day he will come for me. And out of the darkness. The eyes. Oh God, the eyes.
Oh, that's it! <laughs> For another exciting episode of Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show. <laughs> the Screaming Man by WePD1985. Read by Mitter Goodwin. The Hollow Eyes. By Scorch. Ow! 933. Read by Z of Dead at Midnight. Musical guest, Dead at Midnight. With their song, Curse of You. Go check them out on Spotify. Hey, did you hear the commercials? Do the things. Oh, go buy something. <laughs> go to tpublic.com. You can check out the Happy Horror Coffee Break merch there. Buy some t-shirts, buy some socks, or mugs, or hoodies. Oh, it won't kill you. No, it will kill you. Death! Wish coffee. <laughs> Go buy yourself some at deathwishcoffee.com. But first, before you place that order, place in the code Happy Horror. You will get 10% off of that first order. Deathwishcoffee.com. <laughs> Oh, follow the show, you crazy babies. At Happy Horror Coffee Break or at Real Happy Horror, depending on whether you're using Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. <laughs> there you will learn about things like the contest going on right now until July 1st, the Draw Boris thing. You heard the promo at the beginning of the show. No need to rehash it. Just draw me, send it to me, and I will critique it. And maybe put it on a shirt for just you. <laughs> oh, and you can contact the show by sending a message to happyhorrorcoffeebreak at gmail.com or you can just call us 918-928-5230. That is 918-WHAT-LITTLE-LITTLE-ERIS. <laughs> I see that blinking light. Play the message. Today, to find the rare and majestic creature of Dwight. He looks to be so ferocious. He lays down on this side of the bed and he takes his territory. Charges at the other dog, surrendering it to be his victim. And he is a ferocious beast. Coming to you from my action, Coco looks like a beast. The end. Do you know what this means? We have a certified nature documentary calling the show. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, but I'll get you with laughter. <laughs> if you tune in next week to the latest episode of the Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show Sideshow. <laughs> Crappy Pasta Crawl. <laughs> Until then, you mildly insane Mandy's, enjoy your possibly crazy coffee break. Oh, look, your cup of coffee is talking to you. <laughs> You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.